Please sit comfortably, everyone. So good evening, everyone in the room, everyone on Zoom. Um, just to say a few words to begin first, um, one, one person um, who's a member of our Sangha asked me a request about a, a, a Dharma talk about doing something about how the state of the world impacts you, you know, like war in Ukraine, things like flooding, you know, um, suffering, you know, severe suffering that goes on in the world. And um, I, I will respond to that. Um, I had something else that I wanted to um, share with you tonight, but it is a, a very important question, a very, very uh, important topic. Um, but to just respond to it very, very briefly, um, it's okay be, to be disturbed by these things. It's okay to be disturbed by it. Um, and uh, as you do Dharma practice, you become more porous. The barrier between you and the world breaks down. So when you do that, um, you can experience very deep joy and you can also experience the suffering of the world. Um, and it's okay you know, to be that porous. In fact, you, you, your practice is deepening if you feel the suffering of other people um, or other forms of life that are suffering in the world. I think, um, Ty, I think Thich Nhat Hanh in one of our um, readings says something along the lines of um, my life is like a, 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 a river of joy, but it's also like a river of suffering and a, a river of tears. So we, we, we experience both sides of life much more uh, deeply than we practice. But anyway, I'll say more about that later. Um, what I wanted to share with you tonight was, um, I may, may have mentioned a few times before, and I've shared a few um, short stories that I've written. And um, I've been, um, since I moved to the Northern Beaches, I've been part of a, um, uh, a writer's group uh, where people share their, their stories and get feedback about writing. And I discovered that there was a, a competition on the other day that I didn't know about. And the topic is about trees. So I wrote something on trees. And uh, thinking back on my Zen background, uh, there is a koan, a very well-known koan, where a monk asked Joshu, why did Bodhidharma come from the West? Which is usually an opening gambit question to ask the teacher. Why did Bodhidharma come from the West to teach Buddhism? And Joshu answers, the oak tree in the garden. Mm -hmm. So this is in some ways a, a written response to that kind. It's called A Day in the Life of a Tree. I always know it is coming, but every morning of my life I wait in excited anticipation for the forest orchestra to herald the beginning of another day on earth. While the darkness gradually turns to light in the pre-dawn glow, the many birds that are perched in my branches and nestling in the boughs of my neighbours 
soon begin their ancient chorus of calling and answering to each other. At first it may be the cackling robust statement of a lone cockatoo, followed by the reply of an emphatic whipbird, or perhaps a family of fussy Indian miners randomly gossiping to each other in the background as the first shards of light pierce through the morning mist. Then, as the sun suddenly peeps over the horizon, it rises to a crescendo as they all join in until the big bright disc appears as a complete hole in the empty sky. Then slowly, the fanfare tapers off as one by one each family goes about their daily business of foraging for worms and insects and looking after their young. Of course, I never understand a chirp of what they are saying, but every morning since I can remember, the sound sends a vibration down my trunk and resonates deep within my roots. Every woody cell in my being tingles with joy as I listen to their celebratory morning ritual before heading off on another tradesman-like day of work and survival, in, and survival of the fittest. Life is not all easy going for a tree either, I must say. We also have our predators, men that come with menacing machines with terrifying noises that frighten you to your very core. We relay the messages to each other through our subterranean internet of fungal root systems when we hear them coming. At first there is a slow rumble of the trucks as they wind their way up the fire trails and then the chilling dread when they stop in a clearing in our neighbourhood. Who is going to be next, we wonder. We message each other constantly to keep up to date on the impending doom that may be coming. Not that we can do much about it. Some of the elders of our community are old enough to remember axes, but the rest of us only know chainsaws. Debate sometimes goes on amongst us about which is the best way to die, sudden death by chainsaw or gradual death from the blow-by-blow -blow chipping of the sharp blade against a trunk. Most seem to prefer the old traditional way of death by axe. I heard along the grapevine the other day that some consider it to be somewhat poetic to die by the axe, that to embrace that steady sound reverberating throughout the forest with each single stroke is to be at one with the sound of eternity itself. At least you won't die with that irritating noise whining through the core of your being in the last moments of your existence. We mourn deeply when one of us goes. We are, close we, are a close we are a close knit community and rely intimately on each other for survival. We can tell when one of us is sick or not getting enough nutrients and we can divert our resources to heal each other and offer support. I get the impression that human beings don't think that we have any intelligence or that we are sentient beings with feelings, but this is not true. We have the same organic intelligence that they unconsciously possess, that makes their hearts beat and their lungs breathe air, and the same metabolism that transforms food into energy. 
and renews their bodies at a cellular level, but they don't seem to want to acknowledge it. We understand that all forms of life must die to support other forms of life. That's just the way things are. We experience it every day. But there is a consensus amongst us that human beings as a species are quite deluded. They act as though they all think they are exceptional and above the rest of us, unlike our forest community that thrives on togetherness. We believe they are a threat to everyone, including themselves, and they are leading all forms of life on Earth down the path of mass extinction. Well, enough depressing thoughts about the future. It's not like a tree to dwell on that sort of doomsday stuff, as we are very here and now in our being. But I can feel my sap rise every time I think about it, and I'm glad I got it out of my system. The sun is shining now. I can feel its warmth on my uppermost leaves, and I can feel the energy cascading down like a slow-motion waterfall through the depths of my being. I can feel my root system going down deep into the earth and I feel strong and steady and reliable. I feel the wind gently blowing against my boughs and I'm dancing in the breeze, swaying together freely with my neighbours in a crazy improvised way. I'm a comfortable welcoming home to bees and ants and caterpillars, to mosses and vines, and to the hard-working, musically talented birds. I am at peace in my natural generosity as I freely give and receive every moment of my life. I will live for today. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>